The flight instructor was with his student on the final approach into Orlando Executive Airport. Suddenly on the emergency frequency, they heard a young girl saying hello repeatedly as if searching for help. The instructor responded to her but heard nothing back from the voice. Later he found out that a young girl had stolen an aircraft from a flight school and subsequently crashed it and died a few months before. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Let me take a couple of drinks, because oh, that sounds like it could be a country song. We should make a country song now. Mm, try that in a ghost town. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, how can you be any more racist? I'm, oh, my God, Christian. It's, you know. I don't even like country singers, and that's a stretch. That dude was probably just talking He was being about, a dick. That's all he was being was a dick. <laughs> You hot can tell. take, hot take, <laughs> yeah. wow. You know, it's like, you can talk about your small town, you can write songs about it that makes great country songs. But that is like, fuck you assholes, I'm gonna be a, a dick. Whatever. <sighs> if Christian, you're, if you you're, and your weird Try on. that in a small town. Anybody that's like, has that attitude, try me kind of attitude. I'm like, mm, you just I'm, don't like him. I'm just not so impressed. So he's not being racist, you just think he's a dick, and that's fine. But I don't know, I, I haven't paid enough attention to know if it's a racist thing. Yeah, either way. But he's being a dick. Try, he's being a dick so he could sell records. That's even worse. I know most people just use titties and ass for that, but yeah, I mean, this guy is actually using words and violence. <laughs> Hot dog, racist. But I actually know nothing about the story, so I yeah. can't even really comment on And that's on kind it. of the premise of the show, is we know nothing about what we talk about, but we say it with such vigor that I've been studying us. the paranormal since way before you were born. Don't tell me I don't know anything. Studying and experiencing two vastly different things, my friend. I'm sorry. Anyway, welcome back to the show. This isn't, this isn't the country talk hour, the racist country hour, but you could try that in a small town. Anyway. You should the, actually just start it out with me. Say, like, I, I've been studying the paranormal. Wow. Right, wow <laughs> and I'd be like, Christian. what the fuck were they talking about? Yeah. Hot takes, as always, right here on the Freaky Deaky. Welcome back, friends and foes, because we know the haters listen. Haters? There's haters. There's always haters. I don't know. Who, who? It's fine. Guys, that's not how we start the show. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We're here once again, as we always are on this beautiful Thursday morning, or whatever day you're listening. You know what? It's For whatever a, reason, this intro, not going well. I, when oh, you I know. Everything. It's once fine. Once you said a beautiful day, I'm just like, in look. the neighborhood. Yeah, look at this beautiful day. Anyway, welcome back to the show, folks. Thank you for tuning in once again. We know you have 
various options for your paranormal spookiness. We're glad that you've chosen Freaky Deaky Airlines. On your left and right, you'll see something on the wing. Gremlins. Today, Christian is talking about haunted planes, trains, and automobiles as a paying homage to not only a comedy legend and John Candy, but a fine film all around. I don't remember it, but I have watched it multiple times. I will say, Steve Martin is actually a good writer, too. He is phenomenal, yes. I mean, not comedy, but books. Okay. I've read a couple of his books. They're actually really good. Wow. Hey, Steve, we know you listen. Christian kind of likes it. He kind of likes it a lot. Shall we get back into the business of the episode? Which, as always, that's the wrong one. Almost made it say beans. So tired of beans. You know, you we, are correct. Do you notice when we went to the Mexican restaurant yesterday? Racist. I'm pretty sure it's a Mexican race. Cantina, race, first me, of all, but fine. Mexican restaurant, not okay. a Mexican racist. Hmm. You know, it's the one thing I didn't eat. Beans. Yeah. Yeah. It's that untouched on my plate because of <laughs> yeah. PTSD type trauma. Yeah, like I know the second that I open my mouth and eat this, something's going to happen. And I wasn't. I actually made it a point in my head. I'm like, just let the man enjoy dinner. Don't talk about beans or his love for them. Oh, it's now, fine. Now I, may, now I feel bad for making fun of your weird ass pretty drink. I know. You know, what's hilarious that- is as it was coming over, I saw the flower and I'm like, bet that's mine. <laughs> I bet that's mine. And she hands it over. She's like, this is, I'm like, okay, that's not the glass that tequila sunrises usually show up in. So I didn't expect this to show up in that. But every time I try to get a delicious sounding drink, it comes in the frilliest glass. And this one had a beautiful fresh cut flower on it. It was beautiful in that, in that whatever color that was mixed with the flower. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Simply amazing. But then I was like, look at this pansy ass he, bitch next to me. He drinks his alcohol like he drinks his coffee. Delicious. <laughs> and it's true, folks. Don't let that distract you from what's happening with the government. Uh, but all I could think is if I could get a picture of this, I'm hmm, putting it up on Facebook. That's why I take the flower out immediately. I'm yeah. like, this is threat level midnight up in this cantina. Either way, that's neither here nor there. You guys do not come to hear about our dinner eating habits or the frilly drinks that may or may not come with them to your boy. What you are here to listen to is some freaky experiences that have taken place on planes, trains, and automobiles curated by yours truly, not me, but Christian. He is also yours truly. And we're about to dive into that while your boy sits back. I'm going to put my seat in the upright and locked position and... (laughs) I'm just going to buckle up for these these stories. Good Christian, luck. You can take, actually, you know what, before, you know, sorry guys, maybe I should say. We've been cussing a lot. Even I've been cussing a lot so far this episode. Uh, maybe I should say that you can find us at Freaky Deaky Pod on your favorite social medias, whether that be Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, threads, whatever your poison friend, you can find us there. If you're on TikTok, it's at TFD Paranormal, and we want to hear your stories. And there's no other way to say it except with that delivery and cadence. Send them to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We love you guys. We love hearing from you. We're building this empire, and we want you guys at the helm of it as well. And we love listener story episodes because it really does just kind of, you know, it brings you guys into the, the podcast. It makes you guys a part of something cool here, and we are very both appreciative and grateful, which are two words for the same thing. And I'm done talking now, I think. Christian, take it away. This story is called The Phantom Train. No lead-in whatsoever. Just this story is called The Phantom Train. What kind of lead-in do you want me? Do you want me to tell you about the invention of planes, trains, and automobiles? Or would you just like to hear weird stories about them? I'm so glad you asked. Can you please tell me the invention of planes, trains, and automobiles? Just kidding. I'm not ready to be bored to sleep. Let's get into the story, the juicy bits. Okay. The Phantom Train. You are correct. Yes, I am. The person with the story is Bell Griffiths. Cool. So this happened a few minutes ago. 
I'm sitting in my living room watching YouTube when I hear a deafening rumble to my right, like it's all that I can hear. I look over, and right as I do, I can see a legit steam train rolling through my dining room. Dude. Accompanied with the sound of a familiar... I, let's see if I can do this. Kakung. Kakung. I don't know if that's... That's how it's spelled out. Kakung. Kakung. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. Be, wow. The way you did it makes sense. Yeah. Can you do that again? No. One and done. Come on, man. I need to carry on the sentence. No. Train sounds. Okay. That trains make when passing. It lasted about three seconds and the train was not fully clear, like a giant black outline, but I could still see it there. My house was built on a, on the site of a train station for a town that burnt down during the early 1900s. And before that, the land was a plantation. This is not the first time unexplainable things have happened, but this has been the largest and most unexplainable I've experienced in my life. And there's an edit in there. My cat also ran over to where the train was and looked very startled and confused. So I know it wasn't just me experiencing it. He's like, oh, what the hell, man? What have you brought into this house now? You know what's crazy? I mean, the story is pretty crazy, too. But the fact that we need cats and dogs to like support our paranormal experiences yeah we hear it all the time and and i've been there like when i'm scared when bristol was alive yeah i needed my dog there to tell me whether i needed to run or whatever or just to support i wasn't going crazy <laughs> if you think that's crazy buckle up because i have the exact same story about the train yeah yeah, but it happened in Vegas and it happened when I woke up, like when I first woke up. It was uh, when I was living with my buddy in his house and my brother was with us, RIP. We were sleeping in the same room. He had just gotten to Vegas. And so he was on like this little pullout couch or whatever. And I wake up in an absolute just like weird vibe. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I accidentally dropped my water bottle off the side of the bed. And so as I was reaching down for it, I hear a train whistle, like in the distance type thing. I'm like, what the hell? And as soon as I look, same thing this dude said, as soon as he looked, this thing comes barreling through the wall, right? As soon as I look to my left, which is just the bedroom wall, big ass train comes, hits me in the face. I fall off the bed, like screaming, like, what the fuck? And it lasts maybe five seconds. And in that time, like I finally... I I hopped over my bed. My brother is like startled awake and he runs over like, dude, what is going on? And I was like, there's a fucking, a, there's a giant train that just blew through this room, if you can believe it. And I'm like slowly coming down from this. I'm like, there's a big train that blew through the room. But I mean, he's used to crazy shit. So Scott, hmm. you didn't look up the history to either one of these no, two events? I, now that they said they looked it up and it was an old train station, I kind of, because I remember the address for that Vegas house, I kind of want to see if there's railroad tracks nah. there, there at some point. You know, it's funny too, is the reason this episode kind of came about is I was thinking of an experience I had when I was a kid, not mm -hmm. with the train coming through the house, but... But playing with Thomas the Tank Engine. No. Oh. Well, that could have worked too. It could have, but it wouldn't have been supernatural. My story it's is... It's a train with a face, Christian. Doesn't get much more supernatural than that, all right? It's fiction, man. Even though Stephen King put a similar type of his version in... He, he called it Tankish the Tom Engine? No, he called it uh, Blaine the Pain. Hmm. And it was from The Stand. No. Wow. Not The Stand. No, it wasn't. Dark Tower series. It was from Dark Tower series. That's right. You haven't even read it. One. You, see, you see how I made it seem yeah. like I knew what you were talking about, yeah. though? That's very confident. But anyway, I'm at my house. I don't know. I'm young. Yes. Probably six, seven, mm. maybe even younger. Mm. On R6 in Palmdale, right down the street from Tumbleweed Elementary School. Wow. And... There were some train tracks nearby that you could hear the trains coming through. But this one time I heard a train, but it wasn't like the trains that we all hear. This was mm. like 1800s, late 1800s train whistle. Chugga, 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 yeah. chugga. 
Yeah. yeah the classic. So, so that's what, and it's always stuck with me because I could not figure it out. My parents thought I was crazy. It was like plain as day, middle of the day. Yeah. Did you, was anyone around? Did you tell anyone about it? Yeah, my parents. And they both and were I like, I don't at, hear that. I looked out and there was nothing. You could see the train tracks about a half a mile away, but there was nothing on that. So maybe some little kid memories, but it, it always stuck with me. And that's why one of the things that made me start looking up the trains and then it led into planes and automobiles. Hmm. And to us sitting in these chairs and talking about it. Exactly. Beautiful. Here's another one about a train. And these are kind of uh, going to be mixed up. They're not all like. I won't hold it against you. Yeah. It's okay. I wanted to jump back and forth, but the second one from Angel Fox is similar. I grew up in a town that they removed the train tracks when I was a teenager. There used to be a train that ran through it around 12 at night. The weird thing is people can still hear it blow its horn at the two railroad crossings and hear it go through. No train tracks. You can't see it, but you can hear and feel it. And I've heard stuff about the, like, mm. why do trains leave a mark in time? That is, yeah, that's not something you'd expect, is it? Yeah. See, I thought these were going to be ghost experiences that happened on trains. And now I fully grasp the title. I was like, oh, it is train. It's like in the middle of Zoolander when the files are in the computer. And Owen <laughs> Wilson is like, the files are in the computer. <laughs> it's so simple. And he just throws the computer on the ground trying to get the files out, which is hilarious. But you're not here for Zoolander references. You are here for ghost trains, apparently. We're going to go to, we're going to jump on a plane though now. Okay. Buckle up. There's too many damn kids on this plane. Oh, wow. Is that accurate or were you actually, I, I made making a funny, the, the title is kids on a jet plane. Wow. From Violet Bullaby. I work for national airlines that mostly operated regional destinations, mostly with a single aisle plane. You are correct. I didn't even see you touch that. I didn't touch that. You're a damn liar. <laughs> There's only two galleys. The front galley and the back galley. Is a galley a kitchen? I think so. I, I believe it. Yeah. So picture vegetables. Like the front galley is, it's actually where they get all the drinks and snacks and you go potty kind of area. And they yeah, sit and you go there. potty? Yeah. And then they mm. sit right there on their seat belted little seats reading. The front galley, I guess, is GA in, in their terminology. And the back galley is GB. A lot of galley content coming in hot. Yeah. GA is close to the cockpit. Thus is... It has an installed CCTV, and it's there for the pilots to monitor activity around the cockpit pit store. Excuse me? Cockpit store. Okay. Oh, this is a plane. Dude, I was still picturing a train. I'm like, why the pilots and cockpit? What the hell is this? Some kind of fancy future plane? For, for, those, for those of you at home, yes, I did say the title was Kids on a Jet Plane. Yes, you did. And I immediately forgot it. Scott just get when I when I'm actually doing the episode and it's similar to the other way around. He mm. just sits there and is entertained and gets lost. In that the is a word for it. Like last mm. week when I'm like, wait, his dad, what? Exactly. Remember, <laughs> you guys remember last week? It wasn't an hour ago for us. Yeah. That CCTV is, of course, a post 9-11 invention. OK, thank you. During a flight at cruising altitude, the captain called the leading probably be the leading flight attendant asking why did they let two little kids play in front of the cockpit door so this is a 737 the normal plane that most of us fly on. the pilot is asking this yes okay i've not been paying attention at all i've been i've done a very bad job of, with this story of paying attention i and need I, you to pay attention i'm gonna focus i'm in i'm okay. in it the b737 is a small plane with the cockpit door cockpit door close to the crew seat leading with another crew sitting at the crew seats denied any kids playing near the area but the captain insisted he could he could actually see two kids a boy and a girl playing in front 
in front of the door through the CCTV. Weird. At this point, the leading was not too happy thinking that their pilots are pulling pranks on them. After quite some times, captains let it go and said to never mind then. He's probably hella pissed. Yeah. When they touched down and got to the hotel, Captain pulled leading aside along with his first officer in tow. He insists to know if the leading and her crews really didn't see the two kids playing in front of the cockpit door. She maintained they didn't and said since the galley is so small anyway, she wouldn't miss two kids playing. Both pilots went blank, then said both have seen the kids playing right besides both flight attendants and wonder why they let them there. Flight officer confirmed that is what his captain had seen. Hmm. But because it was so late, the leading wouldn't want to scare her set crew and decided to keep it to herself, only asking the crew that was with her during the incident if she also didn't notice the kids. Both maintained they didn't see any kids. To this day, nobody knows who those two kids playing outside the door were. I don't know. Hey, how would ghosts get on? I've had it with these ghosts on this. Yeah. How do they... How? It, look, if people died on the plane, the plane's probably destroyed, like if it was a plane crash or something. So unless they got murdered, on, I just don't get it, folks. And I'm not going to be able to break it down for you. I'm sorry. I know you come here because I have all the answers. And this time you're leaving disappointed. And that's, you know what? That's my fault. You know, the one top time, like part of me is curious to see a ghost. I sure. never want to see a ghost on a plane, though. That seems you like, think the, it's like, like a bad omen or something. Like, well, I guess we're going down. Yeah, that seems like the worst place to see a ghost and then like because there's no escape yeah you're i mean you're already at a disadvantage when you're flying that high up in the sky yeah and then look looking at this looking for some of these stories i can't kept coming across ones where a flight attendant or a pilot would do something special at home because they had a feeling it was going to be their last flight and it was i'm like pretty grim yeah no yeah that's that's weird intuition like final destination type shit that yeah every time i get on a plane i'm like this could be it i even touch the plane now and like take care of us wow magic or, just, just in case we're a little hippie-ish that too that was a little hippie-ish that'll be my version of that's a little demonic <laughs> not all these automobiles that i'm going to talk about are the kind you and i would drive i am wrong no i'm right okay. because this one is titled <clears throat> what happened in the ambulance by absinthe visions trustworthy I've, so far i've never had one of those kind of visions but i hear they're spectacular. i think it's all fake right absinthe doesn't actually make you trip balls. You're it, just getting wasted. Maybe not the modern kind, but who knows, back in the day. Mm, yes, the day that we're always referring to. This was like 1800s. Feels like it was a Thursday. Yeah, back in the inter- interview with the vampire days. My uncle had an old ambulance. Think Ghostbuster style. Weird. Yeah, it was a like weird choice. Yeah, that he swore up and down was haunted. He restored vintage cars and he'd gotten it as part of a trade. Someone had spent some time and money restoring it because it was beautiful and ran perfectly. He couldn't drive it, wouldn't let anybody else drive it, and he wouldn't sell or trade it. No one could ever get a story out of him about what made him think it was haunted. Before he died, he made everyone promise him that they wouldn't drive it and they'd sell it to somebody they didn't know. Weird. That is kind of weird. That's hella cryptic. Yeah, very old school. Like those, those people back in the day they would take that shit to the grave. What if it showed them when they died? Like it was like, you you start driving and you have this weird vision of how you die. <laughs> and he's like, no one in our family can see this or drive this. Or what if that ghost from Ghostbusters showed up next to him every time with a mouthful of hot dogs? What is it? Slimer? Slimer. Yeah. 
that's kind of dumb, but mm. that's that is pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah Christian. but but yeah. spooky thinking that that would happen. I mean, it's got to be something macabre, right? Yeah, it can't be something good unless no. he's like an asshole. And then the, the same person mm. had a second story. My best friend had a 2003 Chrysler Sebring that she bought used. Michael Scott. Is that what he drives? I think it was a Sebring. Yeah. <laughs> the lights would go on and off randomly, which happens sometimes. The seats would would be warm, damp, like a sweaty person had sat in it, even oh. though no one had been in the car. Gross. You can occasionally feel someone breathing down your neck from the back seat and felt watched the whole time in the car. And songs would play that you knew were not on the CD you were listening to or on the radio. I don't know. I'd crash the car the minute somebody was breathing down my neck. I know. Like, oh, time to time. Yeah. I'm taking you with me or I'm joining you. Both. I want to know what the issue was with that car. Ghosts. Yeah. From the sounds of it. Or demons. A Christian, not everything is demons, okay? Yeah. I've had it with these Christians saying everything is demons. And by these Christians, I mean this Christian, mainly. Just, that's not me making fun of him for always saying that. It's the Christian way, man. This is the Christian way. Moving on. This train derails complaints from Daniel Lenick 28. I'm still obsessed with this ambulance, man. What the hell happens <laughs> when you drive the ambulance? I know. I'm sorry. It's like so horrible that we don't know and why he was so adamant about. And you know, someone in his family had to do it. They're yeah. like, you know, fuck that. I'm driving this thing. And then yeah. they come back like, you just are never the same afterwards, yeah. are you? Two weeks later, he was addicted to drugs. Mm. And it's always drugs listening, with you. Isn't and it, listening to, to black metal. Wow racist so racist not that christian <laughs> obviously you've had it with your racism on this show man i apologize man but black metal's the best but not, also racist not right. really so anyway so the recent hotel i worked at was a sim was in a semi-touristy area in arizona lots of old west histories still has a pretty rustic feel etc this was a chain hotel though and it looked like one so we didn't get ghost hunters or anything of that sort stopping by but it was the only hotel I've ever worked at that had weird crap happening. On a regular basis, I would have guests come down in the morning and complain that a train woke them up the night before. The first time it happened, I was a little fluxumed. Excuse me? Fluxumed. Ah, uh, yes, I was quite perplexed. I've never used that word in a sentence. Just on his, solely on his context, it seems perplexed, confused, right? Yeah. Fluxumed? Fluxumed. Ugh. When I had to inform them, there was no train nearby. The nearest stretch of train track I knew was about 50 miles away. After it happened again, though, I did some reading on the area and discovered that not only was our hotel located dead on where the tracks used to run, but that two buildings over used to be the train depot. If I walked less than a quarter of a mile, there was an old rail bridge that was, that was and still is standing, though the rest of the tracks had long since been removed. Curious. The train hadn't run in our area in over a half a century, but before that, it was part of a major route connecting a large Midwestern city with Phoenix, and our guests were hearing us. Over the course of a year, I personally dealt with eight guests who complained about the train. Had other front desk also mention they had the complaints as well. After I did research, I started telling the guests that made the complaint about the fact that the, de the train didn't run through here anymore, but mentioned the history and even pointed out the old depot building that was now an office building, as evidence. There's a plaque out front that details the building's history, true of many historical buildings in our cities. The best part of this was that immediately that it immediately derailed, that it immediately derailed, I can read, their complaint. And they invariably responded, oh, that's crazy, or oh, that's creepy. Instead of, the, instead of a complaint, they now had a story to tell people about their stay. Wow. Okay, I'm kind of blown away at how common 
such a obscure idea is with ghost trains like it's not something that anyone really think of but it's so obscure and random and somehow we both have an experience with ghost trains and they how common is this holy crap i think it's more common than and what's the what's the deal with all these trains it was a like a great twilight zone episode that didn't really have a ghost train but this mm. guy got in this train and went back to his town when he was a little kid and he was like a Scrooge type character. And it's just trains. Classic. Trains have a lot of lore in this country. I don't know if it's like that in other countries. I'd be curious to see. The ending of This Is Us, the show, the train. Very unexpected, but kind of, I guess, fit the theme. Weird. Of death and dying and passing beyond leaving, into the next realm. While leaving everybody that loved you suffering behind. That's right. Sure. Wow, Christian. Very dark. We are a dark. We are in a dark genre racist but that's fine everything is racist to you racist okay moving on the missing passenger wilson x rudder that's not the name of the missing passenger i was like wow very cool names yeah my friend rob told me this once when he was working a red-eye flight from sfo to jfk so san francisco to jfk thank you for those that don't know he remembered specifically greeting a man in his early 40s by the door. The man was well-dressed and carrying a briefcase. He sat at the back of the plane near the bathroom. Before departure, the flight attendant remembered counting 35 passengers who boarded the flight. Do you ever see him going up and down counting? Yes. Yeah. So I they, believe so. So they know how many to count when they crash. Wow. <laughs> wow, Christian. You're so upbeat and yeah. full of life today. Since it was a red-eye flight, most passengers slept through the flight and everything went smooth as usual. Before la landing, they recounted the passengers, however, to come up with 34. They thought the passenger was in the bathroom and actually checked, but it was empty. They eventually figured out that it was the man who was seated at the, in the rear of the plane. The flight attendant even recounted having a conversation with them about the man's wife and two daughters. When they landed, they notified airport security and, and checked the flight that was, you know, the paperwork that was put in. I get what you're putting down. Yeah, it's kind of... You understand. I think so. Yeah, you're going to start confusing me, though, if you continue to try to explain it. In the back at SFO, and their information only registered 34 people as well. Hmm. So, so this is a story about D.B. Cooper. No. Well, I mean, it could be, but hmm. it's different. They didn't, nobody stole money, but basically... Yeah, I know that. No, because there's 34 on the plane when they do the count before they take off. Mm -hmm. And then they're... Or, yeah, they, they get 35, which should have... I don't know. Wait. Man. Whatever. Now, see, now you lost me, Either Christian. Way. Is it... Let me put it this way. Okay. There's supposed to be 34 on the plane. They count 35. They fly. They land after counting. And then there's 34. Yeah. And then they check the paperwork, and it's 34. So there was the person they thought was on the plane was never there. Hmm. Maybe the flight attendant was... Hitting the sauce. Yeah. No, that would be weird, though. Oh, and... sir, you brought your twin? Isn't that cool? Anyway. And, the, and there's, more, there's many stories about a passenger just appearing in the middle of a yeah. flight. That's true. And then not being there. That is very true, Christian. Great point. Don't mess with flights, man. That is scary. That was a little demonic. That's what I like not to say. Not the one I wanted, but it fitted. Yeah. It fitted. Fitted. It fitted in there. It fitted, but your word My did words not did quite. Not. Yeah. It's fine. It wasn't a, a midnight train to Georgia. It's wow. the next one. Did you name this? Yes. Well done. Red Hot Lamb. So hot. Either that person has a thing for sheep. I do say a lot of weird shit, though. Just he, in time. Or he likes the mutton for there, dinner. And Christian, there's mutton wrong with that, all right? No, mutton at all. When I was 8 to 10 years old, so this is the mid-1990s, my mom worked at a carpet company near Buford, Georgia. This one's going to get you, Scott. No, it's not. I'm prepared. You are. I will fight it. 
The building had a storefront where the customers could walk through and look at samples. And in the back, there was a huge warehouse where all kinds of flooring was stored. So I'll skip by the rest of the details of the, but it basically it's a warehouse. Oh man, that sounded super interesting. Yeah. In general, the building gave me the creeps and I would run around the huge hanging carpets in the warehouse while mom was working up front. One day while I was waiting for my mom to get off work, the big bay doors were opened. So I went out into the loading area to play outside. After a few minutes, I heard what sounded like a train coming. Wow. Very excited. Yeah. Of course, when you're a kid, you get really excited about that stuff. So I ran a little further in the loading lot. And sure enough, I heard a train horn and could see a train coming down the tracks from the right of the building. I put my hands over my eyes to shield from the sun so I could see so I could see better. And I watched this Robin Aches blue and really shiny metal metal train coming down. I remember seeing lots of rivets at the time. I called them screws because I didn't know what rivets were on the train rivets on the train and windows that came down not up specifically i saw people sitting in it and especially a lot of ladies with those kind of round looking hats Uh, on and kid a kid running down the middle of the car i saw a man smoking the pipe and i remember thinking must be the smoking section wow that's a weird yeah weird thought to have when you see some randomly smoking being like that must be the smoking section but that around the 90s is when they banned that and a lot of things like that too Maybe. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. So to give you a better idea, the train front was rounded and the cars were rectangular and the robin's egg blue was in some details like one of the panels under each window. There were stripes going up the front and a few other small areas that seemed like the rest being shiny and looked like metal. It seemed like one long train because the, the cars were attached really close together. I watched this train pass by and was really excited about it. It seemed like my mom came out almost right after it passed to tell me she was ready to leave. And I said, I saw the train. It just passed by. She was confused and told me there were no trains that passed there. I lamented. Has a child ever lamented? (laughs) I I don't think so. I can't imagine. (laughs) I lamented there there most definitely was a train. And I told her everything I saw about it. Wow. She said there's no train that can even come back there. Train tracks end right down there. and And I... I seriously thought she was pulling my leg and I said, ha ha, nuh-uh, and ran down there. Sure enough, the train track ran out of tracks just around the bend and wasn't visible from the light lot. I swore to her I saw, I just saw the train pass by and she swore I was making it up. As I thought about it, I couldn't really say I saw any specific facial features of the people on the train. I remember the hats, the kid, the pipe smoking, but couldn't re- even remember what their faces looked like. I kind of dropped it because the tracks clearly ended and the train couldn't have gone through. In recent years, I brought it up to her and explained in detail the train I saw behind the building again. She thought I'd made it up and couldn't believe the details I remembered all these years later and kind of got spooked by it because she felt also felt creepy in the building sometimes. These trains just keep coming back. That's weird, man. (laughs) Man, What's really sad is he probably told his mom that and his mom was like, Ah, my son is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. My stupid son. Get in the car, son. Yeah. I'll get you a lollipop on the way home. If you shut up about it, you can have a happy meal. There you go. That's how we did it in the 90s. 1890s was McDonald's thing. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go with that one. I agree. We're having so much fun with trains. I'm going to do another one. Wow. Wow, Christian. (laughs) Choo-choo. Takes me back to that special place. Wow. <laughs> when you lost your virginity, what the hell? No, it takes oh. me away to that special place. 
Guns N' Roses song. Oh, we've been over this. I don't listen to Guns N' Roses. Neither do I anymore. But back in the 90s. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah. This one's Abe Lincoln's Ghost Train. Wow. So we all know that he, Abe Lincoln was assassinated. What? And his body was transported by train back to Springfield where he lived. There's an, a phantom train that allegedly travels through 180 cities every April, including Baltimore, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Springfield. According to the rumors, you may not always be able to see the train, but you can still hear it or see its lights. What? Yeah. That is, how is that not national news every single day? <laughs> that sounds crazy. So people nearby have reported that their clocks and watches malfunction ex at ex the exact moment the first train passed by all those years ago. Accounts from those who claim to have seen it differ. Just before it vanished, some people thought it was a real train. Others assert to have observed a coffin surrounded by Union soldiers and covered in an American flag. Some people claim to have seen a chilly wind coming in in a dense black fog before the train. They uh, see the wind coming in? They, Yeah, that's probably a typo, but yeah. either way, and the story sounds like an urban legend, but it's a cool one. That's pretty wild, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a tour, a ghost train tour. And, you know, there's so many, like, fascinating stories from Honest Dave. That is true. Remember that? And he, we have to believe him. And he had a Bigfoot story, too, right? He did, I believe. That's awesome. Something about four score and seven years ago. Yeah. Mary Todd Lincoln, and she had big feet and was hairy. Wow. Interesting direction to take that. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to go back to a car. Can we go back to a car, Christian? Yeah. And this this part, this, this next, I'm going to do a couple stories. Okay. I don't know if they're really hauntings or cursed, but it's paranormal in cars, so we're going with it. That's all we need to hear, Christian. It's paranormal and in cars. This one is kind of comes from Tales from the Volo Museum. Interesting. And this one's titled, It's Like a Real Christine. I don't know if you get that reference, but people will. Okay. Do you not get it? No. It's a famous Stephen King story. Wow. Oh. About a car. Gotcha. After it. After it is claimed to have killed more than a dozen people, a 1964 Dodge 330 earned the title the most evil car in America. A police department originally bought the evil automobile, and three officers operated the vehicle while it served as a police vehicle. Each police officer would then kill their families before turning trigger warning before turning the guns on themselves. Wow, it's a little late on that, but yeah, the four-second trigger warning. Yeah, take off the headphones now. <laughs> People began to worry if, if the, the car was possessed by its drivers due to the unsettling parallels. Wendy Allen, the car's subsequent owner, had a frightening encounter with it. When Wendy was driving on the highway, the car's do car doors would open without any of them tu anyone touching them, and the steering wheel would become stuck, putting the occupants in danger. Wow. Would be putting me on the side of the road because I would not drive that car after that. I know. I'd be like, well, this seems like a sign and just like tuck and roll out. Yeah. We be like kids would be like, Mom, we're in the middle of Death Valley. I'd rather die than be taken by demons. Also, why are we driving in the middle of Death Valley? Some people do that. Some people do. After learning about the car's reputation, members of a nearby church went out and vandalized it in an Classic. effort to prevent I take that car oh, from oh, being you. This is from the Lord. Oh, you know oh, what's nice? Oh. At least this time they're vandalizing a car instead of the bodies of Oh, different sects of interesting yeah, religion. Take, yeah, sure, Christian, go for that. Take it to that direction, please. Yeah, according to the legend, some of the automobile automobile vandals were killed by an eighteen wheeler truck, and one of them was struck by lightning. That was a little demonic. Yes, for sure. 
Similar to how the three police officers were killed, a youngster in 2007 who allegedly touched the car went on to kill his entire family. Nice. Following the tragedy, members of the neighborhood church took the vehicle and disassembled it before dumping the pieces in several junkyards to prevent it from being ever being put back together again. It like comes together like Autobots. And yeah, that'd be creepy to witness. But also, yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. That what do you think? So what do you think happened? Some murder took place inside the car. Now it's got a murderous mind. It's tasted blood, maybe, Christian. I mean, that's kind of that's why I gave it that title is because it does remind me a lot of Christine. Christine. Not Jolene, Jolene. No, Christine was the half sister. Interesting. Shaped like a car. Wow. Took it there. Yeah. That's just, I don't really fully understand. Because, I mean, it's not like the parts could just be evil. <laughs> you know, these parts were forged with hatred. No, that's, that's just, I don't know. Like, how does that happen outside of some, maybe it was like the car of a serial killer or something like that. Who knows? I mean, it's just weird that it would keep happening. I mean, that's. Why does this keep happening? They make scary movies out of that kind of crap. They do. And we've watched them. A mysterious helping hand. Uh-oh. That probably wasn't very helpful. Wow. This is from the Daris. When I was a boom operator in the U.S. Air Force from 2008 to 2012, I was introduced to the legendary haunted KC-135, also called Spook 50. Racist. The 50 comes from its tail number, 580050. This is the one plane that seasoned crew members would jokingly try to avoid flying because of its ominous past. My no- number was called to fly it, fly on it during the summer of 2009 when I was deployed in Kyrgyzstan. This was my first operational deployment as a fully qualified boom operator. Do you know what a boom operator in a plane is? Yeah, he is on the wing and he has the long mic. Kind of. Hmm. He's at the tail and he has the long boom that he fuels other jets with. Gotcha. He's a gas man. Yeah. A bit of history about this jet was built in 1958 as part of the Strategic Air Command during the Cold War to provide gas to the B-52 Stratofortress. Huge plane. That sounds like a huge plane. Yeah. This jet was capable of flying a 24-hour alert cycle during those days, so it was built to last, and it has. To this day, the KC-135 is the main source of getting gas to the U.S. and Allied forces across the world. Hmm. Spook 50 made a name for itself due to a tragic death as well as years of high strangeness via accounts from generations of airmen who both worked and operate on it. The most infamous story would be from the 80s. We're going to get into that. I just wanted to give a little history to that. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fun fact. One of the reasons we couldn't go to war with China right now, we don't have enough of planes that refuel our long-range bombers and fighters. Not so much of a fun fact, more of a terrifying fact, but that's all it's keeping us at bay. You know, I'm, I always have those fun facts that are terrifying. Wow. So it's his first flight on the Spook 50, and he was a little nervous during the pre- pre-flight portion of my checklist. Christian, how would you take a little sip of some H2O over there? Mm. I heard all the stories, but still wanted to make sure I followed everything to a T, especially concerning the circuit breaker panel. One of my job duties in the flight was to back up the pilots and monitor the circuit breaker panels. So one of the first steps when doing pre-flight was to check the panel for any pop breakers and reset them. Why would you get on a plane that you have to reset the breakers? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Christian. I'm not I'm not that brave. I mean, it's annoying enough in the house, but if, you, if you're if you in, in the middle of the sky and that happens... Weird. Yeah. 
So during the check, there was no circuit breakers to reset, but right before I moved on to the next step, about 10 different breakers popped all at once. Wow. This was not something that had ever happened on this jet. And I mean ever. So that was freaky. We didn't put that word in. He did. Wow. Yeah. You thought we were going to say that was freaky deaky, but you were mistaken. Yep. This is freaky deaky. So according to him, all of them were simple enough to reset. So he reset them and moved on. I'd be like, uh, I'm not flying. <laughs> Nothing happened again until it was time for us to take off. The airbase we flew out of was notoriously bad for how fucking bumpy the airstrip was. Language, but all right. Yeah, I just, I, you just threw it in there to spice up that sentence. I didn't I know. throw it in there. Well, I he know, threw Christian, it in there. It's fine. He's it's... in the Air Force. Of course, he says that word. Wow. Stereotyping. So this, this runway would shake the hell out of you. Okay. Because of this, loose equipment tends to fall. One of those things was a compass placard holder that just sat below the whiskey compass. Military. Yeah, spot. we all know what that is. Yeah. If you're in the military, you know. In the middle of the upper control panel between the pilots. It was a little door that you could pop open that was supposed to have a card in it showing a list of inspection dates for the analog compass. Well, someone thought it would be funny to write in Sharpie the words, you are going to die. Wow. Inside the holder. So when the door flap, so when the door would flap down, the entire crew would see it in front and center while you're cruising down the runway. When this happened to us, my AC didn't miss a beat and said, Roger, crew, we're going to die, continuing. Hmm. Military humor is awesome sometimes. Once we were established in a refueling track over Afghanistan, it was time to sit and wait for someone that needed gas during our, their mission. I'd find myself sometimes waiting five to six hours before someone called up needing the gas. In other cases, we'd hang out the entire night and nobody would need us. On this day, some A-10s called us up. So, you know what the A-10 is? Mm -hmm. yeah. Fun plane. It's a little, they call it the Warthog for people that don't know. So I got my gear and headed toward the back to get the boom down and, and get my night vision to adjust. This is when some strangeness started to occur. I wasn't thinking anything of it because once a receiver calls for gas, I get into the zone. This job is dangerous, so we are tra trained to be prepared for all sorts of things. That is pretty much anything except for ghost. I got to the back of the aircraft and lowered the boom. I was pretty much ready to go. I was in ra radio contact with the A-10 pilots so that so the show was about to be handed off to me once I got visual contact with them. Up until I made physical contact with the aircraft, meaning the boom was connected in flight and we were passing fuel, everything was smooth and chill. As soon as I got the nozzle into the A-10's receptacle, I felt the feeling of someone's hand grab my wrist, which was controlling the boom. My instinct was to disconnect from the A-10 and return them back to a safe distance while I figured out what was going on. I immediately looked over my right once the aircraft was cleared, as I still felt the hand holding my wrist, but I saw nothing. Creepy. Yeah. The feeling immediately went away. I tried looking to see if someone could see if someone getting out of the boom pop or hiding back there. But given the tight space and lack of lighting, I couldn't see anyone. So I called up my pilots over the internal comms and said, hey, who the fuck was back here with me? I was Language. pissed. I thought one of my pilots came back to fuck with me. Language, Christian. And given the critical. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Foul mouth heathen. Wow. I thought one of my pilots came back to fuck with me, and given the critical phase of the flight we were in, I was going to go off on them. Language. But, wow. Both pilots were on their regular comms and in their respective crew positions in the cockpit. Again, they are both required to be in those seats during all critical phases of the flights. They were good pilots, too, so I believe they would never do such a thing. But again, you never know. Especially after they were hazing me pretty much the entire deployment. 
So I took a beat to relax and regain composure and told the A-10 to come back in for some gas. We got them finished up with no other issues. Issues After that incident, I didn't experience anything else that was crazy for that flight. Weird. That is a weird one. And also, like, you're thinking... All that hand had to do was sway him the wrong way and everybody's crashing. Mm-hmm. You know, always get, like we get some of these stories, but every, when you get like a, a military one, because those, you know, military, same with police officers are trained to observe yeah. and report. Yeah. And well, they may report, but as we see in congressional hearings, they're not allowed to go much farther than that. Mm. That'd be a pretty wild experience. Though. Yeah. I think I've heard of that one before, too. That that actual plane. Yeah. I don't remember where, though. You probably the History Channel or something boring like that. Here's one for you. The man from the cargo hold. Not creepy at all. Please no. continue. At a, and this is from a news article. At a well-known airline in the UK, a cabin crew was approached by an elderly man in the galley. Quick question. What is a cabin crabbing crew? At a well-known airline in the UK, a cabin crew was mm. approached by an elderly man in the galley. Gotcha. He asked her to pass a message to a woman on board the craft, saying, I'm okay. Weird. Cabin crew did so, and the lady seemed confused. She pulled a photo from her bag and asked if this was the person she'd spoken to. The cabin crew confirmed that it was, and the lady replied, saying, That's my father. He just passed away. That her husband, who had died, was in fact being carried in the hold. Wow. (laughs) He was like, hey, just want to let you know, it's kind of comfy back here. It's a little roomy. I like it. Could have been a lot worse. I'm yeah. Okay. Still a fun. One. That one's kind of fun. Aren't those stories interesting? Yeah. Like the ones where loved ones come back to just let you know they're all right. Remember, we were talking about ghost winks, I think, on last week's episode. Yeah, ghost twinks. And that's another one. It's so, I kind of like it, though, even though it's mm. such a dorky name, but it's like. No, it just sounds like something so much weirder than what it is. Of course, you Christian. You're, you're a true Christian with your pervy, everything's about sex. Christian. First of all, that's not what I was talking about, but now you're proving it's all for you. So, haha, just kidding. That is what I was talking about, but it was very, you know what? Let's just move on. Okay. The cursed car, the graph and stiffed death limo might claim the largest kill count. Due to its role in Archduke Franz Ferdinand's death, it's often a band, but in this case, it's a, it's a person. It's an Archduke. An archduke. And it's often blamed for beginning World War One, Discounting the car's role at the start of World War One. for those that don't know, Arch Franz Ferdinand was assassinated in this car. Okay. And that led to a bunch of crap that was brewing and World War One started. So anyway, it all started on the day that Arch, Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand had ju- just avoided an attempt on his life. Hmm, not today, he said. Riding in the Graf and Stiff limo, the Archduke and his wife were on their way to comfort those in the hospital who were injured in the incident of the attempted assassination, I guess. While they were on their way, the open-air limo stalled in the street. Unfortunately, they stalled in front of a cafe where one of the failed assassins had stopped to get a drink. As the Bosnian anarchist walked out of the ca- cafe, he saw the Archduke sitting there, giving him a second chance to complete the job. Wow. The assassin took advantage of the stalled car to shoot the Archduke and his wife, leaving them to die in tipping tensions in Europe over to the edge to begin World War One. Without the car, Weird. yeah, without the car stalling, the assassination would have never happened, and history might have been different. Of course, the car's stalling could be attributed to a case of bad luck. Yet the assassination wouldn't be the last to, to happen in this car. Hmm. The next person who owned the car was an Austri- Austrian general 
who went insane as he rode in the car through Vienna. After the general gave up the car, the governor of Yugoslavia took ownership of it. It would t- take four accidents and the loss of, of his arm to convince the governor to sell his car. A surgeon friend of the governor bought the car and got in a crash six months later that killed him. The tale goes the next owner was a German captain who died driving while trying to avoid two pedestrians. All in all, the car would go on to claim 13 lives and would be owned by 15 different people before it was retired to a museum where it now rests. (laughs) That's like the uh, James Dean car. Yeah, that was going to be the other last story. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very similar to the whole James Dean car story thing. Yeah, that was... See, that's another thing. Like, is it just bad luck? Is it... I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I just don't... I Now it's going to eat me up, though. I need answers. I'm a curious... I'm a curious man. Well, we'll end it on that story. But I would say for people, for all of our listeners, Hmm. tell us what you think. I mean... Yeah. And do you have any creepy experiences with cars of your own? Or trains? Has anyone else out there seen a ghost train or heard a ghost train? Because if it's just Christian and I crazy that we both had an experience not with just like regular ghosts but specifically ghost trains obviously it's not just you and i because there were a couple stories about ghost trains but i want to see who like if anybody else has experienced yeah send them in folks you know you know the drill send them in the gang at the freakydiggy.com we're here for it we love ghosts we do love ghosts trains planes and automobiles okay yeah those are the things those are the things follow us on social media at freakydiggypod on instagram facebook threads YouTube. YouTube. You subscribe on the YouTube channel. Oh, actually, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Look, there's we get messages from folks all the time asking us, hey, how can we help? How can we help? And if this is the easiest, cheapest way for you to help grow the show out, and that is this. Watch the stuff on YouTube. Okay, they have a weird thing with monetization where if you don't reach a certain number of watch hours in 365 days, the number resets. So if you really want to help us grow the show, but you're not like financially able to do so, this is a way to help. This is it. You don't have to buy merch. You don't even have to share the show. Go on the YouTube channel and just, even if you don't want to listen to it, mute the playlist and play through the entire podcast. That would get us to that number so much quicker. We'd be able to do it this year. We'd have to, we'd be able to monetize the YouTube channel. And on top of that, it might push back ads a little bit more, you know? Right. If we start making money on the YouTube channel, we won't be pushing, trying to get advertisers or anything like that for the show itself. The more you guys watch, the easier it is for us to achieve that goal of, I think it's like 5,000 watch hours or something by the end of the year. And so we're close. We need subscribers and we need watch hours. I'm putting this out to you guys because you haven't let me down before. Just go binge through the YouTube channel. We promise to to pay you back with great content and, in the and, future and up, upgraded equipment. We're looking at new cameras. We had a camera that just shit the bed on us. So, language. Yeah, true. Very true language. I got very heated there. Too heated. So this is a way um, that you guys can help grow the show without even putting your own credit cards on the line or anything like that. Just watch the videos on YouTube. That's it. So now that the YouTube spiel's out of the way, back to the dream spiel. Remember, leave us your voicemails with crazy dreams for my mom to interpret when she comes on the show in a few weeks here. The phone number for the voicemail line is 801-997-0051. If you call in the next 10 minutes, we'll throw in a second voicemail for you free of charge. You just have to call the line again and leave it. Either way, uh, we appreciate you guys. I think that's everything, right, Christian? You ain't got any no closeout words? No, no closeout. We might get back into some of these topics again because there's a lot of stories. That is very true. That is very true. Um, so just to close her out, I guess, 
Christian will say, I am wrong. I am not wrong. Ever. You are correct. I am wrong. You know? I am what? I have disrespect. Mul- multiple personalities. You are correct. I am wrong. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's not what this is about. A robot attempting to learn through AI? Sure. Think or rate and review the show wherever you're listening. It really does help us grow. We recently hit 100 Spotify reviews because of you guys. Let's get the next million down, huh? Let's get this show to a million. Can you imagine? We'll get there. Isn't that amazing? We'll see you next week. (laughs) That was probably the least on-topic outro of all time. You are correct.